Welcome to the Center Memphis Podcast. <clears throat> I'm your host, Brantley Davidson, and I'm joined again this week by Howard Graham and Dan Butler. The Center Memphis existed to find reality and offer hope for leaders in Memphis. We meet weekly in group sessions, in person, or via Zoom to talk through leadership topics, as well as offering one-on-one individual sessions throughout the week to discuss your unique issues or opportunities. In addition, we release content throughout the week on our website, which is thecentermemphis.org, and you can find all of that content uh, pushed to you through various social channels like Instagram and YouTube, um, which um, f- give us a follow um, at the Center Memphis. So please visit our site, sign up for emails or uh, a weekly or individual group session. Um, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, please make sure to subscribe um, to this podcast um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you're tuning in from. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you um, and learn how we can improve. Um, so this is our last podcast um, of 2021. Howard, Dan, welcome. Glad y'all are here. Glad to be with you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Um, this week, um, and sort of wrapping up 2021, uh, we're going to sort of do a little bit of a recap and talk through just um, work and life and how all of that together um, is meant for God. Um, then specifically today, um, which you can probably see on our title, is that we're going to specifically discuss glory and how we can bring glory to God at work. And then we'll give you a little bit of a preview about what's on deck for the center next year. Uh, but before the, we do that, Howard, like we just discussed, will you give us a quick reminder about what the center is um, and, and what we do here? Great. You hit so much of it. So let's, But first, yes, it is to help people understand uh, the way the way we're made, what we're made for, and how to live that out at work. And we do that in group sessions, and we do that with content uh, that's on the site, uh, and we do that in helping each other. And, and, and usually uh, the most learning happens from each other in the, in the sessions, in the groups. And join those back starting uh, January uh, 12th, 13th, and 14th, the week of, that week of January 10th when we're getting back. And secondly, and something we, we really do, especially in the off-season time now, even this next month, is just meet with folks individually, um, we have experts, uh, over 30 advisors willing, signed up, willing to meet with folks who are, are struggling in an, in an area or have an opportunity, have an idea. Uh, in any area, meet with, with somebody that has specific expertise to your industry or specific background. Um, and our site will be morphing to hook you up to, in, in even new ways, but still go to the one-on-one appointments and sign up for those. Then thirdly, we love to start new stuff. Uh, and so whether it's consulting to help people start something new or helping them pull resources or talent together, we do that. So, um, if, you, if you have, if you need, if you need employees, uh, you, we're one place you can let know. And if you need, if you need a job or looking for something new, we're a place that can help counsel and guide you through that. So, I just remind you, we do those things. That's what we're here. That all uh, might uh, live out their work for for Christ. Awesome. So today, specifically, for our topic um, in terms of talking through glory and how we can bring that to God at work. First, let's sort of get into just, um, uh, Howard, I think you've got a couple things you wanted to share and walk us through specifically in terms of why we should bring our full faith to work. Yeah, why? Why we need? Why, why, we're, why, why faith at work? Why do you do that? Well, we, we put out seven reasons on the site, uh, I guess, 10 days ago uh, and, lo- and went over in groups last week. But it, first, of all, all of life is spiritual, every, every bit of it. And uh, Romans eleven thirty six, all things are from him, through him, and for him. Uh, and then we respond in worship. 
respond as a holy, pleasing sacrifice. And Rufus Smith, when he was here, did such a great job of adding to, making it clear that while we're not all equal in so many ways, uh, in, uh, in maybe finances and, and, and plight of life in different uh, circumstances, but we all have equal spiritual opportunity in every moment in how we respond and become like Jesus in that moment, uh, whether it's a very difficult moment or a glorious moment, as we're going to get to. Uh, either way, uh, we have that, and we're all made to glorify him is the second thing. Uh, and, and third, that all of work. We're made in this image to do work, but we'll spend 90,000 hours, many of us, at work. And uh, if every moment's spiritual, and all 90,000 hours are spiritual, times second, does anybody do that math? No. A lot. No. A lot. 90,000 hours. Uh, <laughs> Can you do that Can math? You? I'll get right back to you. All, all right. right. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of y'all is going to need to have a filibuster to help me figure that out. Then it's all, and of course, if it is spiritual, it's a spiritual battle. There's an, there's an enemy against, against uh, glorifying God at work, against bringing our faith and, and, and us, us being spiritual in that moment. So we need to know that. And five, we've been given gifts for the battle. All of it's specific gifts, specific moments for that. And God has prepared, number six, he's prepared good works for us. What we're walking in today or tomorrow, whether it's a difficulty or a, 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 an, ease, an ease for us, either one, he prepared it in advance. He went before us and prepared it, and that's really comforting. And then the seventh one, if we would do that, if we'd recognize those things, Memphis would be changed. Just the people who proclaim faith would, would do these things and see that their work is every bit as spiritual as their worship on Sunday or their small group on Wednesday uh, or, their, or, their, or their Bible say that work is the same. Work is a chance to live out our faith. Oh, would Memphis be changed as we use our gifts uh, to glorify him? So that's, that's why we're here. But uh, those are those things. What, how do those things help you at work? Man, I, I was thinking about, I was, as you were reading through them and, talk, and thinking through them, I was like, like the second one you went through, we were made to glorify God by being his witnesses, you know, in Isaiah 43, 12, um, where it says, uh, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord. I, I think that was kind of resonated with me because I, I feel like for all my life, I'm kind of the, uh, the oldest brother, you know, in the prodigal son story, like self-righteous, try to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For, versus this kind of spins that, it's a mind shift of, no, we're his witnesses. You know, like that's how we live out our lives. It's not because of following the rules or the Ten Commandments. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, or hoping the fruits of the Spirit show up in our life. You know, it, we are witnesses that people see God through us, yeah. right? As, yeah. as a direct witness to our relationship with Christ. So I think if you keep that in mind as you're going through the day, that people are going to see how you react and how you act based on your witness to them, you know. In your relationship with God, so. we're all witness to something. That's right. We're pointing them to we went, something we yep. we did. Our performance. We're pointing them to uh, where we got it. That's right. How about you? What's one that sticks out in your mind? I um, I think the moment being spiritual. Uh, I've just been working on my own uh, private and devotional time, um, and I think that, and I just can think of people who do this well. Just like right now, spiritual, not. Not tomorrow, not like, you know, this isn't a difficult task we go home and pray about. It's right now. Uh, God has ordained this moment, and I need to surrender it. And it's really the, the place I struggle the most, and it's the place that probably I'm burned with the most to just to realize that right now is his, and it's a, I can respond in this moment in a way that he's uh, made me to respond and, 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 and give him glory. And, and that probably means not sticking up for me, <laughs> not seeking my own, not getting the best deal for me this second, but looking to see 
uh, what would honor God in this moment and what might, might help others in this moment. Uh, very difficult to do, um, but I'm uh, convicted constantly about it. Mm. For me, I, I've, it's always amazing just to see the number of hours written <laughs> just down, like this is how much one will work on average for a lifetime. It, uh, for, for me, it's like it's not overwhelming as much as it is it helps me just realize, like, man, this is really a long game. It's a marathon. There's a lot of time. So the things that I want to make urgent and maybe make overly anxious, be overly anxious about and be overly urgent about in the moment, there's still so much time um, that we're here to do things. And, and, and to your point, Howard, when you're talking about this, that we are his co-creators in it, like these are, is a lot of time that is, that, that God is allowing us to do things you know, for him and with him here on this place that we're at currently. And so um, I become freed by that number, not overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by it in a way that helps me remember humans, the people that I'm, that that we're talking with and dealing with as opposed to just making it about all of the 90,000 hours. Yes. And you, and you explained that so well, I had time to do the math, 324 million seconds. Can we get a fact check on that? You can. From our accountant slash producer. I think it's 9,000 times 60 times 60. I think that's the way you do it, Will. Our producer producer is our our best mathematician. (laughs) 324 million. million. This is great podcast fodder. Yeah. Um, Are there any other of the seven points that we should clean up? I mean, the thing, too, is like, imagine, to your point on the Memphis thing, it just you know, we have, we have grand visions at this, you know, relatively new nonprofit here in Memphis, because we think that, you know, there's something with the overlapping, um, sort of circles of who God is, who we are here as his co-creators. And if you then take another circle of people that are like focused on those 90,000 hours and, and bringing to bear, like how we think and reform Christian Christians in the workplace, there's no telling what then God can do with that. And so we're, we're hopeful and we are trying to give him glory in these efforts for him to do something marvelous with it. And it's, it, it, whenever you even sort of hear just like the statement is like, man, we, we hope that it may be through this group of this collective of people that Memphis can be transformed. It's like, why not? Why not Memphis? Why can't it? The great revivals, Russ Vandersteeg reminded us of this, the great revivals were started by business people for the most part. Um, even, even in Ireland, when were, Guinness, by the way, was helpful to revival uh, as, as the people were dying, either, either dirty water or gin. And so let's create something in between, and then they created a, a flourishing all over the place. Um, but in New York, the great revival started by business people starting to get together to pray, the great, what we call the Great Awakening in America. Uh, business people getting together to pray and then, and then do some pray uh, in preparation for action to do things different. Uh, so, yeah, if we surrender that, um, I think the people are going to meet the way culture is today, where church attendance is today, and we recommend church highly here. <laughs> I think that's the most important time you can spend. But, but, but where people are going to meet Jesus are most just mathematically. We already did some math. But mathematically, they're going to meet people in the workplace. And so that, Dan, Dan, what you're saying about witnesses, being a witness, what do you witness to? You witness to what we're going after? 
our own personal agendas, or we witness uh, that we know we're a Savior, that we know we have a Savior, yeah. or not our own Savior. So one question that I have is just sort of around the juxtaposition of like being called to be a living sacrifice or um, the truth that we're sort of kicking around right now is that we're made for glory. Are those things the same or are they different? Well, you know, I'd say. <laughs> and it's been great tension. It was so much fun this week going through this and, 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 and we've been sharing of, 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 you know, a young quarterback who probably will win the Heisman tomorrow that's dating our episode uh, and, and pointing to Christ as he, as he did things. And, and what appeared to be humility, and you, and you, and you go cut, see a little bit about the young man, Bryce Young, and you see that, that he does give up to God all the hum, in humble estate all the time. And so, yeah, it's glorious. It's easy. Uh, and then we saw then Mary uh, drugging across the desert, being chosen by God, blessed among all women, but drug across the desert 90-something miles on a, on a donkey to uh, at least eight and a half months pregnant, I guess, and, uh, and to come in and to, to, and to moments of great suffering. Uh, we have a hard time, uh, you know, pregnant ladies are uncomfortable. Uh, I think we know that. And uh, those listening know that. And even getting in a car is difficult, but to get on a donkey across the, the aisle, this great suffering, in Romans 12, 1, that, that each of us, in view of God's mercy, presents ourselves as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Mary did that without the witness of Jesus doing it perfectly. Uh, she accepted her role, and then you'd think, all right, I'm, having, I'm, I'm doing something great for God. Everything's going to go awesome. And then yet she uh, lived, a, lived a life of much suffering, not only to, to, to uh, um, go, go through pregnancy that way, and difficulty and much shame as people questioned and didn't understand, and in, in a barn, in a stable, and uh, animals, uh, but then to see her son um, suffered and ridiculed her whole life, that's brilliant, you know, um, brutal. So, so the, yet she does that, and yet she's part of the most glorious moment in the world. And that's Jesus' promise to us um, that, come on. And I think Romans 8, uh, maybe 16, 17 says it best, but come on, suffer with me for a little while. You're going to be like me. Um, but the way of it is to receive the way he did things, uh, full of glory, grace, and truth. Uh, that verse, our verse of the week, that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, so he shines that glory and tells us how to do it, and then with that great promise uh, that we'll one day uh, be like him, so we don't have to go get it ourselves now. So that, that verse and a lot of the discussion even this week was really getting into the specifics of like how we actually do this as, at work. Dan, do you have any like thoughts or or, or specifics around like how y you're trying to do this at work or how you've seen others do it at work that that resonates? Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking a little bit about this this morning. Just you know, one of the things I I love to do is coach people and help people. And so, where is that 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 desire to help and coach? You know, where is that? Where is that coming from? Is it coming from a heart of, you know, sacrificing to them to help them um, to succeed and flourish? But where do we give that that glory? You know what I mean? Like, um, 
It's funny as you were talking through that, I was thinking about this is totally tangent, but when I was growing up, the choir, it might have been Christmas time, did this awesome performance and the church clapped and the minister got upset because he felt like we were giving the glory to the choir versus God. Now he came back and cleaned that up the the next week and said, let me rephrase that. Like, no, we were giving glory, you know, to God through them and through that performance and the beauty and the art. Of, does that make sense? Like, yes. So that was a great illustration for me to think back in my childhood. That I still remember that to this day, and that was thirty something years ago, forty years ago. So, oh, aging myself here, but I, I, I love it. I, I'd like to push back, and I've been I've been pushed back on for clapping mm. uh, in, in worship. So this, that's a great. I think let's just spend a minute here. Yeah, let's just. Think about, uh, and it's, you know, the, the football fans, you may not be able to go with us, but, but <laughs> bear with us for just a second. You know, in, at A&M, they call it the 12th man, and, and you know, you have a role to play uh, in, a, in a game to, to, to yell for your team. To, uh, in fact, when COVID came back, you know, many teams were just really shocked uh, by the fact that they had playing in front of people again uh, and, and having to do that. So the, the, the crowd does make a difference, and you're participating with them. And you're participating with them in the victory. And, and trust me, most, many people incorrectly think if they go to that game, it'll make a difference. Uh, but yet when they all, 90,000, join in chorus right. uh, and yell and scream, uh, you see that. And so you're participating, getting to participate in, the, in it, period. Mm-hmm. And by clapping, well, certainly clapping for an, uh, an athlete, uh, you do that all the time. In fact, yeah. I wish our worship services Clap were like more. our uh, football games in yeah. the way we, uh, with abandon, mm-hmm. cheered for God. So yeah. we do that for men all the time in all the places. Talk great about them. Um, and even that same pastor didn't want you to say, oh, well, you know, Johnny really hit it today. No, right. did, did I learned Jesus through Johnny today. Right. And so to see that humans can make a noise like that and glorify God. It's glorious, mm-hmm. and I think worth clapping for every bit as much as the guy on yeah. the field and participating with them. And by the way, why not sing with them and clap with them and everything else? Yes, to participate. If we were to honor anybody, and, and, and that's a glorious moment for them because God gave them the ability to do it. To do it, yeah. So even if you are, you could say, they did a great job. And it's one of their gifts, yeah. right, that God's given them to help Bradley's us all celebrate. His baby. When she walks real fast, great, great job. <laughs> clap for right. And she's worth it, hopefully yep. now. A new and smiling, it's worth it. Great job. And same thing. Why, why wouldn't we give, uh, as ref, if they're reflecting back, especially if they're singing to the glory of God, right? Um, and know that we're really praising God because he made those people. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for talking through that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I think another thing that sort of came up <laughs> this, this afternoon was talking through just the image bear component of this right is that mm-hmm. we were all made in the image of god in his glory that doesn't mean that we are there yet but it means that we are collectively his image bearers and we know the christian us around this table we know our end state mm-hmm. we know the ninety thousand hours we know we we hope to know what some of those hours go to from a business perspective the goals that we can achieve there but we ultimately know where we are headed and i i think that that's one of the for me at least me personally i've sort of always tried to think principally in that way of knowing okay in these sort of micro moments of things where i mess up or 
I'm not hearing the right thing or I'm not responding the right way. Ultimately, the reason why I can be okay in admitting failure or coming back to um, how to correct or how to coach, how to love, all the things that are difficult in sort of those grace type moments are because I have nothing to lose. I know, I know I've already achieved the, the goal. I've been claimed by Christ. So I know where I'm headed. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I'll just in that true, right. We know that. And, uh, our friend, uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer said, we know it and receive it. And then we go about the rest of life, uh, like taking risk for ourselves it's called cheap grace, and I'm early part of my career, and, and, and still fumble today. I think, well, no, I'm gonna do it this way because this is the way I want it done, or I'm gonna uh, shoot for my own personal advantage. Um, I don't have to do that. Uh, it's 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 not on. It's not on my destiny. If I'm gonna grow, if I'm gonna, when he comes back, we're gonna be like him. If I know that truth, uh, then I don't need, I don't need to win this moment. Uh, not in defense not an offense. Uh, I can though go and do my best mm. glory at work. Uh, that's why we cheer for an athlete. They've done their best. That's why you cheer for that worshiper mm. and at work. Uh, I can't walk around and mope because I'm in a bad spot. Mm. Uh, I have to go do my best because of the hope that you're talking about. Brown. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm curious in, in preparation for this discussion, um, Howard, you listed out some verses for us and just sort of said, like, here are like ways that we can take glory to work. And I'll just read a couple of them really quickly without going into the verses. Enjoy your work. Be full of joy at work. Be creative. Make things innovative. Give credit to God for everything that's good. Give your best effort every day. Do not point to yourself or other human beings. Give, you know, ultimate point to the ultimate source of blessings work hard without complaining or pouting, be full of grace, forgive others, pray for your coworkers and friends. Are there, are there any of those or any of the ones that I didn't read out that you're like, man, I, I am not really good at that one specifically. And I'd, I'd love to get better at it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. I started the two that I'm like, it goes back to the prodigal son of just being the older brother, just giving credit to God for everything good. You know, like that's, that, that that's one that I just have to constantly intentionally step back and say, it's all God's anyway, you know, and that, that and he allowed me to do what I've done or he's allowed me to make the mistakes that I've made and, and he's got me where I'm at. Right. And so I need to, you know, uh, bloom where I'm planted. And the other one was just be full of grace, forgive others. You know, mm. it's kind of ties right into that for me. Like just, I just have a high standard for how I work and how I expect others to do. And when they don't, my first reaction is to write them off and that's not the right answer. You know, it's like to love them even more and pour into them even more and don't give up and keep pushing through that. So that, those are two with humility I'm throwing out there yeah. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, all, and all three of us are, are good. And we know each other well enough to know we're, we're, we're good at enjoying our work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, when it's what a gift. I mean, we, we're good at it. So I'd say my number one is I, I don't think I ever mess up without being ungrateful. And I mess up all the time. And so not being grateful enough. The study on gratitude the last couple of weeks was really helpful to my heart. I realized, you know, I see things working out. So <coughs> way, you switch to ministry, it really doesn't change. You, you're into your work. You want everybody to be equally into it. Um, but you, you're not surrendered. You're trying to drive. Uh, and, and, and drive comes from the devil. And, but spirit leads. Hmm. Spirit leads us. And so if I start in gratitude, 
Uh, the verses in Ephesians cover this well. If I'm making songs and melodies in my heart, gratitude, if I'm grateful to God for this moment, I'm not going to get so stirred up that somebody else isn't seeing uh, the importance of digital marketing the way I see it, or the, imp <laughs> the importance of renewing this neighborhood, the importance of everybody in the neighborhood doing this thing uh, to, build, to make the house better, uh, the importance of even uh, people surrendering their faith at work um, on their scale. I mean, if I am grateful for being here, period, um, I'm going to be able to, to uh, not sin in the moment not be, and not be uh, stirred up in the wrong way about it. How about you, Brantley? Ooh, I was actually going to just end there because that was such a good. <laughs> Can't let you out the hook. That was such a good. One. I look. I I don't pray for my coworkers and mm. friends. Yeah, I just don't. So that one sticks out to me because it's just a very obvious one. Um, that in moments where they're either during a moment or even afterwards in reflection, it's really easy for me to vent about friends and coworkers and scenarios but for some reason for me it's harder to take the time to pray for them mm. and that's definitely i know um the benefits that that would have for my heart and just for mm. being able to to lead um and ultimately um surrender all those things to the lord it's just one that i don't have a very good practice of this is a tangent but i'm gonna give you a stat okay stat. <laughs> the divorce rate among christians is equal to the divorce rate among uh, non-christians but the divorce rate among couples who pray together regularly is almost nothing uh, so that's a that's a couple thing uh, but it's mm. imagine that the conflict we have at work and we pray for those people and meld our hearts to them uh, by really seeing them for who they are image bearers made in the image of god uh, do they know god or not that's mm. the most important question about it if they don't then all i am is what dan's talking about a witness I'm a witness to the light. So I better not be walk over there so selfish and steal the last donut. Uh, and then a lot more, right? Steal the last project. You'd be the, want the glory for whatever. Um, and if they do, then we're co-laborers together. And we can, we can then communicate on that level about everything. Um, and we should. We should. Last thing, we, if that's who we are, uh, made in God's image and his, then that's the first thing when we're having a conflict. Wait, wait, wait. We're both surrendered to the Lord Jesus Let's figure out which one of us is a little off here. Oh, we're probably both off. Yeah. And, and do it together. Pray for each other. It's good. Thank you for that encouragement for myself. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to me. So um, next year, the theme that we're sort of rolling into in 2022, while that seems very strange to say, mm -hmm. uh, is, it. is transformative work. 21 days. That's crazy. Howard. Give give our listeners a little bit of a preview, a little teaser, if you will, about transformative work and what we're going to be doing next year at the center. How people change. Well, we know we can we can know. Too, so many of us know uh, that that's theologically true that every minute is God's and it's worship. Uh, but giving it up is hard, and so we need to change toward Him. Second uh, Corinthians three eighteen says, "As we gaze on the glory of the Lord, as we gaze on Jesus, we become more and more like Him." Uh, it's active, and so some of us are more thinkers, some of us are more feelers, and some of us are more doers. And I was meeting with a, an amazingly uh, bright woman yesterday uh, via phone and, and via Zoom, and. And, and I was saying, we're going to do transformative work. Should we set spiritual goals? I'm going to tell on myself because I, I think it's important. 
She said, no. So she said, maybe so, maybe so. This Catherine Leary Alsdorf, she, she wrote with Tim Keller, Every Good Endeavor, and she said, you need to see, have, them a, ha, have each person ask, what is God doing in their industry and in their work and in their life? And then by seeing what God's doing, by seeing uh, what's creative about that, what's, what's, what's this meant to be, uh, creation, fall, redemption, what's broken, what's not going on that God would have, and what might God do to, to renew it? Uh, by doing that uh, will lead to everything else. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at what God's doing. So that's knowledge and heart. And then we're going we're gonna to reform our actions through it. We're going to change. We, it takes a full, we're a full-bodied mind, heart, and soul uh, person, action. And we're going to l- look at that and uh, use, use actually the progress of the groups of how we're doing to figure out what to do next as we go. But we'll have great testimonies from leaders around Memphis about how they've changed. Uh, and uh, Bill Seeley is somebody who's going to come see us. He, he talks about how he, he was great at faith, great at work, and kept him separate. He's going to come tell us uh, how God put those together for him. Um, and others are going to come do that. But we're going to know our purpose better. Three things we'll know at the end of it. We'll know our purpose and how to live that out and work in life. We'll believe our destiny all the more and we'll be able to deploy our gifts or modify our gifts um, to, to use our gifts and grow our gifts uh, for the benefit of worshiping God and serving others. That's what we're going to do. If that doesn't get you ready to come join a group or individual session, I'm not really sure what will. So for those of you that tuned in this year, that joined us in person via Zoom, liked us on Instagram, whatever it was that you did, we appreciate it. Uh, tune in to us next year. Guys, it's weird to be wrapping up 2021, but had a good time. I'm looking forward to being with you more next year. Thanks, everyone.